Okay. That's cool. Hello and welcome to this, the newest episode of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. I've lost track of what episode it is, so I'm not even going to bother. Episode plenty. Plenty. It's plenty. like 22 or 3, I think, of this particular this season. season. Yeah. Brought to you as always, of course, by MGA Traffic. Secure any good clients lately? Yeah, a few. Excellent, yeah, excellent. Fabian Guadagnolo, what are you at MGA? Director. Director. Not managing director? No. Okay. Pete can do that. Excellent. Fabian, how are you going? Very well. Excellent. Tim Davis, how are you going? I'm fantastic. Thank you very much, Sean. That's excellent to hear. Um, we're going to get straight into it. Coach Davis. Coach Davis had a special visitor last weekend. He did. He did. It old, actually threw me off my tea a little bit. Sean. Old mate me <laughs> was out at um, Zerby's Reserve for the first time in quite some time. Used to play there, of course, back in my younger days. Was it a bit of an emotional well, reunion for we, you, Sean? No, well, we never played there. We we played there once, but I was six, so I didn't play. Oh, right. Um, but we, we always played at... Burley Street? Yes, yeah, Surples. Surples. We yeah, always yeah. played there, the juniors, because the ground was terrible. Yeah, we trained there last night. Yeah, so we, we played and trained at, at Burley, and then like the seniors would generally play at Zerby's, but the yep. ground was shocking, so no one could get on it, really. So in those days, there was still a Beverly Hills Senior Football Club? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just. Just, because yeah. they, yeah, they would play at Zerby's. Because they didn't last much longer, no. and then obviously East like Doncaster took late, over from them. Would have been like late 90s? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 Um, one thing did catch my eye. Unfortunately, the uh, the hills they got they got done, which was a shame. There were some good signs, but one thing did catch my eye, Timbo. There was a moment in the first quarter where you had to lay down the law. Um, a young boy gave away a twenty meter penalty for some insolence on the field. He claims otherwise. Timbo benched him for a quarter and a half. <laughs> he sent the runner out. The runner went out and and fetched him. He, yeah, he came back off and. Uh but mind you, and you were standing right there. He then proceeded to he disputed the claim to argue with his dad and continue to moan about the umpiring ad nauseum. He did, and and you just sat there and thought, when the kid's mind's back on, I'll happily send him back on because I've delivered the message that I want to send. Let's get him back out there and get him playing. And then the funny thing, <laughs> funniest thing was, we got him back out there, did a couple of really good things. Like, better than I thought he was capable of in a couple of instances. And then about two minutes later, a kid's kicked the ball <laughs> off the ground. It was great. As hard as he could and absolutely flush falconed him. Initially, I thought he was kicked in the face. Yeah. He was hit that hard. And, wow. and he's come off and, and he was he was uncomfortable, seriously yeah. uncomfortable. He was distressed. And, um, and so he spent more time off the ground. <laughs> but... But and, and look, the frustrating thing is, unfortunately, he's a kid that's got a bit of form, um, and he's just—he's a bit of a campo. He, he, he's argumentative. He he gets his teammates offside a little bit, and you sit there and you're going, "You're just trying to." He's eleven. Well, I know, I know, but the other kids are not like this. No, and his father's a lovely bloke. His father actually said, and I quote, "Tim was right to take you off." I reckon his old man's <laughs> battling with trying to discipline his son yeah, and, he's, he's, and trying to send him the right messages he's along got a bit the way. Of a, so. got a bit of lip about it him. sounds like Jeffrey Tambor's kids. Yeah, in, uh, in Entourage. <laughs> in entourage. <laughs> sounds like me at indoor soccer. <laughs> um, and then before we move off, Tim, I just want you to take us into the three-quarter time huddle and something you said at the three-quarter time huddle, which I thought was <laughs> just magnificent. Well, I'm, I'd consider myself something of a mathematician. Yeah. Um, it's and always- and an, an inspirational orator. It was Vince Lombardi-like. Thinking of name of trophy. Tim. I'll see you. Sorry, whilst Tim explains it, I just want to you find, find your text. I want to so, find the text because I actually have it verbatim. I, I didn't actually realise that I had said what I'd said, but well, I knew what I was saying. But 
I just made the point. They were in a position where they, they weren't going to win. It was about five goals to one, but it was five goals and change. And I've turned around and said, look, I'm not worried about the scoreboard. We're four goals down. You know, you might be able to kick five and win the game, but all I care about is what you do from now. Yeah, I've and, and, and And so I've just Don't done, look the, at the score. I've done the old win the quarter. We yeah. Do what you can yeah. if you can win the yeah. quarter. But read, read, so <laughs> read your text message Tim's out, got Sean. The, Tim's got the boys together. They've had a rough day of it. Uh, you know, Richmond have, have had their number. They've played some good footy in patches, but Richmond have just made it count. Uh, you know when they needed to. Timbo at three quarter time to his troops. We're four goals down, but I'm not going to look at the scoreboard. You're actually five goals down, <laughs> and you're looking at the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over to myself. And went probably best you don't look at that, Timbo. Uh, <laughs> you got more work to do than you think. What yeah. would have been great is if they nailed the five goals. And yeah. Timbo thinks they're in front, yeah. only to realise that they're two points down. <laughs> they lost by a couple Shit. of points. <laughs> Uh, but no, look. Oh, to be to be honest, I thought uh, Tim coached well. I liked his positivity. I liked his. Uh, you know, he, I think he was saying the right things in the huddle. You know, you'll get you're making some positive moves as well, reacting to the game. And look, it, as happens in junior football, uh, Tim probably can't say anything due to league rules. But I thought they got hosed a couple of times by the umpire, <laughs> who was umpiring, shall we say, you know, laissez-faire attitude. Well, as we just said off pod before, when in the under 11s... After, after giving Tim the opportunity to not say anything, he's going to say... <laughs> well, look, at the under 11s, when, a, when the umpire pays a free kick against my boys for running into the protected area... It was very efficient. In, in under 11s footy, you just sit there and you're going, yeah, you're probably, you're, your focus probably isn't quite where it needs to be. There were just a few little things, like you're sitting there going, they're under 11s, like, yeah, look, he might have been just holding the ball a bit, yeah. But it's like, just let it go. Oh, the sometimes of... the best decision is no decision. Yeah, um, is, But no, look, like edge. I said, there, there's some positives to take out of it. Richmond were just too good on the day. Then, you know, that's that. Um, we're going to get into things that I liked from the past week. Who wants to kick us off? Does anyone oh, have look, anything? Look, I'm an LA Lakers fan, so... Uh, Don't get I, too deep into this, because no, we're well, going to talk I, about it further. For sure. Well, I, I had to be happy that um, the Lakers have finally managed to secure the brow. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got Brow and Bron floating around at uh, the Lakers. We'll talk um, in greater depth about who maybe the third piece is yes. later. That's and, interesting. And obviously, are we going to talk more about the machinations of the trade? Or yes, we will. later on we will. Yeah, okay, good. Well, no, just I mean, at the end of the day, there was there'd been he'd been long linked to LA. It's always good to catch a big fish. Oh, look, it is, and and having gotten LeBron a year earlier to now get AD. Um, after we've gone through an era of trying to get kids, 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 and rebuild, it sort of wasn't working to the the likes of no. the likings of the Lakers. So they've gone a bit harder to be able to get another big piece. I'll be interested we'll when, when we just touch on it a bit later. We'll obviously get into the does anyone lose out of it sort of aspect of the trade. Well, but we'll, we'll touch on that. It's, it's the one thing in sport that I detest is that supposedly there has to be a winner and someone, a loser. Someone out of every has to get trade. reamed. Yeah, yeah, like, and not just lose a little bit, but yeah, get yeah. absolutely slaughtered. What about and, yourself, uh, uh, self, Fabian? What did you see and like? Well, I'm going to go with, and I, I screenshot this uh, to make sure I've, I've got it right. I want to get her name correct out of respect. Nual Fan Lamsam. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What now, did she, she do? She is a. She's an influential figure in the Thailand soccer national team. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good setup. Now she is. She's a business owner, and what she has done she's is like a benefactor of the yeah, team. Yeah, and she's she? employed everybody in the um, she's employed everybody in the team to enable them to a have a, a you know a paid job, but mm-hmm. to also give them the appropriate time. Do you know, what do they off do? To train. Like, what's her business? Um, do we know? Question without notice. I can't recall. 
That's good though. Something in corporate Thailand. Yeah. So um, and so she's poured all this money in, given them all jobs so they can they can then train, take their proper amount of time off to train, and they've been getting hosed every single week. And when they have finally nailed a goal, oh, she was crying. She was the one who shed the tears, went out, jumped off the bench, hugged the coach. It was just. And this is the thing, isn't it? To them, that was that that was more than enough. That was her reward, and she was so her and to a lesser extent, um, Bob Marley's daughter, who her name escapes me at the moment. She's basically Harley. <laughs> Harley Marley. I'm um, not sure. That could, could be something stupid like that, but um, <laughs> I'm sure it's not. But you, you hit on something correct there. Where say the USA come into this World Cup with designs to win it. Yes. Australia have said we want to make the semi-finals as a pass mark. Other teams obviously similar, but there, and there's no right or wrong. But Thailand's was, we just we want to score, yeah. And we've made the tournament, which is a step. The next step is to score, and then in the next one, you sit there going, "Well, we want to win a game." Mm. Blah blah blah. That's the development. That's yeah. the, the linear. I like that one. I like yeah. that one. And just finally finishing on Bob's daughter, mm-hmm. she uh, apparently like the Jamaican FA basically didn't even want to fund. The women's team going to the World Cup or anything, so she has funded it herself. Is she really good on her. So um, obviously Bob's still selling records, and uh, and they've gone to the World Cup and they scored a goal, which people, uh, nearly uh, yeah. <laughs> nearly shafted us royally. People so, still people absolutely. still people still buying buying buffalo soldiers, soldier, soldier, soldier. There's no plural, is it? There there's is just one no, buffalo yep. soldier. Um, I liked Tyson Fury's entry. <laughs> Apollo Creed style li- living in America. It, it, it was great. He, he was in dance shape, but um, unlike Apollo, he wasn't killed in the ring. He actually ended up winning the fight. But unlike Apollo, he didn't fight Drago either. He That's was true. fighting a. I actually don't know who he fought. It was rubbish either. It way. was rubbish, but that was great. I, I love that. And if you haven't seen it, it's a bit of fun. He's, he's a, a bit of a character, Tyson, which is good. He always he does his Aerosmith he's, after the. Yeah, to, singing Aerosmith to his to his. Partner? Yes, he does that after the fight. He's done that a few times. He's got a bit of spunk about him, which is good, and, and he'll obviously be lining up a fight against a Wilder or a, um, Joshua. Obviously, Joshua, you would have another crack at Ruiz. And then, they were talking Wilder, weren't they? Yeah, and then that's... Oh, they, they can never kind of get it. I, I, you, know yeah. the, you know what the thing is? TV contracts. You know what the thing is? Like, you sit there going, at this rate, I reckon Fury would beat them. He's a big man. He's a big Did, guy. Like, like was, is he Deont- six Deontay's, or six eight? Deontay's got the shout out to Alex. Bill. Shout out to Alex. Bill. Um, Deontay has the punching power. Yeah, but his punch. I can't remember who he knocked. Fury's out. got um, a chin. The yeah. guy that he Brazil like, or the, whatever his name was. The guy that he almost. It's like Briazale, but they call him Brazil. Is that yeah. the one where he like? And he's he's hit him with decapitated the, but bust, him? nearly busted. Well, he did bust his jaw, didn't he? The best right hook you will yeah, ever yeah, see. Flushed him, absolutely flushed him. Mm. Knocked him. It was just amazing. Way. And Anthony Joshua has something now to prove. I think he's uh, <sighs> he'll come back better. Yeah, I don't think better that, for it. Yeah, I don't think that loss in the scheme of things could end up meaning nothing. He was caught on the hop by this guy that looked like Butterbean, <laughs> and I think if they fight again, he, he won't be complacent. He'll be a bit more switched on. Yeah, you'll know what to expect. Won't allow himself to get gassed. Spot he'll be on. a bit more. Uh, you know what else I like? One Focused. more thing. You know what else I like, Timbo? What's you that? like this. You know what I caught on Foxdale the other night? Uh, no. Major League, again. Oh, for yes. For about the 900th yes. time. You know what? Big shout out. I tweeted about this. <laughs> Everyone like the heroes of Major League or Willie Mays Hayes or Wild Thing. There's some very pa- sexy characters. Pedro Serrano. Everyone thinks, yeah, you're spot on. There are some sexier characters on the page. Shout out to the real hero of Major League, crafty veteran Eddie Harris. Eddie Harris... Pitched the AL wildcard game with no middle innings relief against the Yankees, 
eight and two third innings. Yes. Gave up two runs. You can't do much more. The guy's forty five years old. <laughs> He's got no pace on his on his fastball. He's doing all he can to get some dip on his curveball. Say, say more about the Yankees batting lineup than anything no, stack, else. They had a lot of hits, so good defense yeah. kept them just to two runs. But this guy, you know how many according to the movie Major League, you know how many pitchers are on their staff? Three. <laughs> They've got Eddie Harris, yes. Kellner. That's a, sh- that's a yes, shallow that's yeah, a yeah. shallow bullpen. Kellner, who's the other starter. Yes. And then Rick Vaughan, who's the rookie like middle Relief. innings close yeah. closer. And he's got no control. I watched Team Wolf over Great the weekend. Um, Sean bangs on about it enough that I thought I'd rewatch it. But just sorry, just a real shout out to, to Eddie Harris for doing all the heavy lifting. Absolutely. The profuse sweating. A lot of sweating. In Team Wolf. Very, very hot gym. Yes. Astounds me. They are drenched. He sweats less when he's the Team Wolf. They, they'd be they'd be <laughs> slipping over a lot. Oh, there's the, the towel boy. Is he there? Like, I was not, well, he'd be fucking busy. He'd be the busiest Far guy in the building. Are, you think Michael J. Fox is sweaty, but he's nemesis from yeah, the- he's uh, very sweaty. Real sweaty. There's a little bit of dramatic effect going yeah. on there. Like, you know, in the modern era, we get a lot of computer-generated- mm-hmm. uh, um, Fakery and 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 sort of try to add a little bit of uh, you know panache to it all. Yep. In those days, clearly all they had was a spray bottle. Dead now. set. My favourite moment <laughs> of that whole film, having watched it again relatively recently, is when the the beavers are making their big comeback against the dragons, who are going to give up like a thirty point lead. It's pretty. It's sizable. Yep. And don't you love how they, it seems like they're scoring a lot, six buckets to one, yet the score is not really my favorite, moving. My favorite moment is they, they transition the ball up the court, and Michael J. Fox, I think, does the round the back assist, and they lay it up. And then as he's overzealously celebrating with his teammate, the Dragons guy just runs the court and tips it in <laughs> at the other end. They're high fiving and grab assing, and this Dragon guy just goes the length of the court and I'm not lay up bringing this racial. But there's an African American. There's only one African American bloke on that court during the championship game. Number forty-three for the Dragons. He's doing a lot of good rebounding. He didn't. He, no, I watched it again. The stuff you don't see. He's doing offensive rebounding. They oh, it's, it's it off camera. Yeah, because on camera he's statless. Just because you didn't no see no rebounds, it. no assists. No. Just because in reality see it. he'd be the one running circles around everyone. What every was, one of them. What was the? What did he say? The one of my favorite characters in Teen Wolf is Coach Bobby Finstock. Is he being? Chased by the IRS? Is there, is there a line early in the film where he's like, "There's something, someone's after Bobby Finstock," <laughs> and he's just got—he just doesn't give a shit. Like, he t- Scott turns into a wolf, and he just—he's unchanged, unfazed. If anything, he sits there and goes, "This might fucking help us." <laughs> he's great. Before we, well, move when on, he walks in the gym, he says, "Where's, where's the wolf?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "We need the wolf." Before we move on, special uh, Fabian, I did like the Teen Wolf chat. He kind of took us off. Sorry. Of course, a little bit. Tales Special, no, that's Ooh. later. Special edition, major league quiz. Oh, shit. Just for Timbo. You, you I know, was going to say, yeah. I don't know the movie for a minute. Right. Just for Timbo. We ready? Yes. Question number one. Yes. Rick Vaughan spent the season prior to joining the Indians playing his trade in which league? The California Penal League. That is correct. <laughs> that's when they say, can you make it to spring ball? And he's like, when is it? It's April or whatever. He goes, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be there. Is that the only question? It's silly. No, there's nine oh, more good, questions. Oh, good, 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 good. There's how many more? Nine more. Cuban what? slugger nine? Pedro... Thank Serrano. God we're splitting this pot up. That's why we've been a bit loose with the runtime. Cuban slugger Pedro Serrano fled Fidel Castro's clutches seeking religious freedom, Timbo. What was his religion? <laughs> his religion is voodoo. It is. <laughs> Gravelly-voiced manager Lou Brown came to the Indians with over 30 years of experience managing this minor league outfit. The Toledo Mud Hens. That is correct. 
keeping score, Tim. Uh, Fab, he's three from three. Prior to the opening day showdown with the Yankees, crafty veteran Eddie Harris led the Indians clubhouse in prayer. What was the prayer interrupted by? He got hit in the head by a flying baseball. Oh, I'm shaking the head because he's wrong. No, he, he lights the um, he lights it like a little. It's almost like a little bomb that goes off. Um, Joe Boo, who is Pedro Serrano's little idol yep. that he prays yep. to. And what happens? Um, the sprinklers go on. Yes, yes, yes. Number five, during the opening day matchup, Willie Mays Hayes accomplishes what feat in doing so, becoming the first Indian in 15 years to manage it? Um, the first hit is a base hit. Yes. He leads off the season with a base hit for the first time in 15 years. There you go. Rick Vaughan makes his Major League debut that day as well, coming into the game for Kellner, thank God, <laughs> at the top of the sixth. Sixth. What does Vaughan do with his first 14 pitches? Uh, they are all balls. So he he sends them wide and he walks mm. he walks four three mm. he, so he walks three yep um, batsmen yep. and then uh, and batters then, uh, batters and yep. then I'm assuming the fourteenth is a walk off home run. I'll give it to you. So he walks the bases loaded with the first twelve. Yes. The thirteenth is a grand slam and the fourteenth he strikes the next batter and gets thrown out of the game. Because he says, it was right over the plate. Yeah, but he hit him. He like threw the ball into his spine. Oh, that's right, yes. What number does Willie Mays Hayes wear? Wow. I could only guess that he wears 42 because he's black. No, double zero. (coughs) He does too. Crafty veteran Eddie Harris steals what from Joe Boo? I wouldn't leave that rum around here with these people. <laughs> Up your butt, Joe Boo. Up your butt, Joe Boo. <laughs> Harry Doyle hosts an Indian-themed radio show. What is the name of the radio show? Very Indian-themed. I was going to say, it'd either be the Wahoo Hour mm. or something like that, or um, the Cuyahoga <laughs> something else, but yeah. No, it's called TP Talk. TP Talk. TP Talk. Yes, it is. And too. then lastly, the Indians film a commercial for what? During their mid-season surge. American Express. That is correct. Eight out of ten, Timbo. That's not bad. Don't leave home without it. Don't leave Don't home without leave it. leave home without it. I actually wear my Indian's hat and someone I've, I've been approached in the street or like at the You've shops been, or whatever. You've been called racist? No, no, no. Oh. Like half a dozen times. I've probably owned the hat for like two years and everyone, the people, six people, six or seven people have come up and asked, where'd you get it? And I said, you, can't, you can't buy it anymore. Because you can't buy the chief yes. Wahoo anymore. Yep, yep. And I said, oh, I bought it a couple of years ago at like Culture Kings. Yep. I said, I literally walked in and I was like, it's on the shelf. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm buying it. 95 or six of those seven people have all said, I love Major League. Yeah. And I want an Indian's hat. It's a great movie. And I said, I I laughed. I laughed at one of them and said, I don't know a thing about the Indians. Yeah. I love Major League. Yeah. That's the only reason I bought it. So, and you know what I thought one of your questions was definitely going to be? What event did Jake's ex girlfriend, Lynn, compete in? The. Individual medley? 200 metre individual medley. (laughs) We're not done there, Fabian, because there's a special edition. I don't want you to feel left out. There's a special edition quiz for you. Okay. Draft day. Okay. (laughs) Fabian has given us the wind-up. Now he's like, all the minutes we got. (laughs) Question number one. Number one. Let's go. Consensus number one draft pick, Bo Callaghan, is a prospect out of what university? There's a short clip of him playing college ball. I'm going to say Oklahoma. Final answer? 
Yes. Ah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Ooh. I knew they were red. The Badgers. Mm. Mm. Vontae Mack, the actual number one draft pick, was recruited out of which school? Clipped in the, in the same clip playing against Bo Callahan's Wisconsin. Very, very well-known college program. Very, Actually, very filmic college program. A lot of film quarterbacks have come out of this school. One in particular. I'm going to go with Ohio State. He is a Buckeye, no, just, as, just as Johnny Utah was a Buckeye. <laughs> Number three. After Sonny Weaver Jr. shits the bed by trading up to get a player he could have taken at seven under the pretense of taking a player he has no interest in, this rival NFL team's GM calls to inquire about Brian Drew. So which team does this GM work for? He rings up and asks about Brian Drew. Mm. He's, 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 Coach Penn tees it up, he's remember? He's got about pick five, doesn't he? Five or six. Yeah, Coach Penn rings. Oh, sorry, Coach Penn sets it up. He goes behind his back. It's not the guy from the Jags. It's not the Jags. Is it Buffalo? I'm going to go with the Jags. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, uh, which is why I was motioning to the screen. Uh, yes. Uh, so you're Spitfire, let's go. I'm going to get quicker. <laughs> Question number five. As Sonny frantically searches for a character flaw to justify not drafting Bo Callahan, a player he traded up to acquire despite not wanting, he's told of the Washington Redskins' creative way of determining if a, pros- a prospective draftee has read their playbook. Yes. What is it? Put a $100 bill at the end, or a $1 bill, or a bill of some description at the end of the playbook, and then they ask the player about it. To what, see if they know anything. What did Brian Drew do with that $100 bill? He lied. No, not no, 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 he, he gave it back and said, give this to me when I win you a Super Bowl. Spot Correct. on, spot Correct. on. That's um, right, he's telling the story and he said, do you know who that was? It's yes. Brian, it's Brian Drew, yeah. Sonny Weaver uh, causes a stir when he selects Vontae Mack at number one, having traded away his team's future for a player he could have gotten in his original pick. When Bo Callahan begins to slide, he realizes Seattle are about to pull off the greatest steal of all time. Callahan plus the Browns' first or next two rounders for nothing. So, you know, he falls ass backwards into just the greatest deal ever. Which team does Sonny Weaver Jr. then swindle out of the number six pick? The Jags. The Jags. Question number six, Dennis, Dennis Leary may be an asshole, but he came to the Browns with Super Bowl winning experience at this franchise. America's team, the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Vontae Mack is taking his nephew somewhere when he calls Sonny Weaver Jr. at the start of the film. Where is he taking them? He's like, he says, they love rolling or something. I'll give that to you, Tumblin. Tumblin. He doesn't like Tumblin, especially not 12 picks. <laughs> Sonny Weaver Jr. meets Browns owner Anthony Molina, played by Skeletor, Frank Langella. Yep. Where? At the theme park. His theme park. Yeah, water park. Give that to you. What actor plays Cleveland Browns royalty Earl Jennings, father of running back Ray Jennings? <laughs> he's, he's, dancing. <laughs> he's doing the peck dance. I was trying to do the peck dance with my titties. Um, uh, um, I've got Terrell Owens in my, in very, my close. He's very close. Um, making my way downtown. Walking <laughs> From White Chicks. Oh, what's his name? Oh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Terry, Terry Crews. And then finally, last question. What is the name of the Seahawks punt returner Sonny Weaver Jr. fleeces out of Seattle GM? Oh. Tom Michaels, that pancake-eating motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
He gets him just because because it feels just feels like, like it. it. I tweeted this last week. It feels like it. Oh my lord! I've my mind's drawn a blank. David Putney. David Putney. David. David. I lost track of how many you got, but it was good effort. There you go, Fab. I thought I didn't want to leave you out. Great to NBA draft. Speaking of drafts, tomorrow we're talking about that. Next. It's yeah. not next. We're talking. Jared, about- I'm a little less interested. <laughs> All of a sudden. <laughs> We're going to talk about AFL now. A few big issues, obviously, in AFL over the past week. None bigger than Jaden Stevenson's efforts. Now, one of the things to to come out of this whole goings-on is, as always tends to happen here, is a debate around gambling and gambling in sport and advertising money. Was the suspension too lenient or too, sorry, too lenient or too harsh or whatever? Before I hand over to you two, my opinion is pretty straightforward. He is banned for betting on markets that he could influence. Yes. And he is unbelievably fortunate to be playing finals footy, should Collingwood, as we anticipate, make the finals. Gillan McLaughlin should have done a Roger Goodell, a David Silver. I would have stepped in and said, you, You're done. You're done for the year. When it, If Collingwood's season ends in round 23, if it ends on grand final day, you're done for the year. We'll see you in round one. We'll see Jay. you round one next year. Mm, yep. I agree 100%. And it doesn't, people's $36, it's only $36. When you look at the markets he was betting on in that multi, it's unbelievable. What was one of the biggest highlights of the season so His far? torpedo. Correct. Mm. Correct. And he needed a third goal. Two minutes on the clock. Yeah, to be able to get his leg of the multi over the line. And so everyone's going, oh, what a great highlight. What a great highlight. Well, he's just trying to make good on his... And like I said, it's little things. It could mean nothing. Ultimately, in very might not mean anything in the scheme of the game. But if Fabs Pendlebury and you're uh, Trelaw, and I've got Pendlebury for 30. I'm getting the ball. I'm giving him the ball. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's a little... Well, what, little what does things. Nathan Buckley think? You go, I'm going to give it to him. He's not in the not, best position mm, for my team. Not that but, I would but reduce... It, but it works for me. Not that I would reduce the sets, because I think it sends a clear message now. Yeah. If he bet on Collingwood head-to-head and nothing else, I'd say... You're, you're an stiff, idiot, but... You're an idiot and you're stiff, but just don't do it. Yeah. Because... Betting on yourself just to win. But just betting on specific markets that you can actually yeah. influence. Who was, who was the last what, person to get with stung? Was, was Heath, Heath Shaw. Heath Shaw? Heath Shaw. Finals in I think, 2011? I think he was doing... Um, Did he miss the 2011 final series? Maybe. He got he got a 12-week suspension that was reduced to Not eight. eight. Or nine, it was l- late in the season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I reckon it cost him. Yeah, I reckon he missed finals. I'm almost certain he missed finals. I reckon it's 2011. Yeah. So it's been a while, but mm. I think the AFL needs to crack down pretty hard on this. The thing that I can't then reconcile and the thing that I hate is when people then conflate this with gambling advertising. And and Tim, not wanting to, I'm not, you're as far as I can tell and, and are concerned are a responsible gambler. Most of the most time. Most of the time. <laughs> but there is a degree of responsibility that one has to take on their own. I hate when people start, they talk about pokies with Carlton or gambling sponsorship with the AFL. At the end of the day, it's my decision to gamble. Yep. It's my decision to know when to walk away, to know when I've committed too much. Now, when people start talking about ban at gambling advertising, well, it's not going to go away. No, exactly right. Exactly right. And and look, I listened to a bloke on the radio yesterday and, and, and we've we've basically said this to a number of different um, scenarios that have come about. When you're 19 years of age and you're getting paid maybe 400 grand a year, what do you reckon Jaden Stevens is on 350? No, 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 he's not on that much. 
Well, because he's oh, on the second year of his, depends his rookie contract, no, but, it, but if he's extended... Yeah, if he's extended, he might have and, extended And having won the having Rising Star, they may have extended him. But but he, he's going to be on floor maybe 275, but probably pushing 300. Very good he's wage. He's 19 years of age. If he's not good at football, he might be working. He's probably at uni. And, and, and the bottom line is, the only sacrifice that you need to make to be able to take advantage of the talent that you've got is... Don't drink to excess. Don't do drugs, and don't gamble. I just get sick of people passing the buck on their own responsibility to moderate themselves. Mm. Yeah, I, I, but I love how he got undone. That like he, yeah. like as, as dumb as dog shit. But, but I would have said the same line a million times mm. in in certain situations. Going, uh, old mate, cost me my multi. You know, old mate gets over the line. If Pahuta Kawa doesn't run up the ass mm. of that other horse, I get my multi. And he's turned and he said it to Jeremy Howe like right before they were going to sing the song or something yeah. like that and go on, yeah. whoever the player player was, oh, fucking Adam Trelaw's cost me my multi. And Howe's obviously just looked at him and gone, what? you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, I think then it was a story Howe sort of said, I actually had to go back to him and say, so what did you say? Did, did you say yes, what no, I you have you to say? Talk, no, you have to tell him this. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's an innocent enough thing where, but it's, it's just indefensible. Absolutely. At the end of the day. Like, what are you doing? Um, and look, so the, the only shame of it really from, from my point of view is the penalty is 10 weeks, but he still gets to play for oh, business end. Yeah. You know, well, as Fabian's alluded to, what sort of that message ultimately it's 10 weeks, mm. but we're not going to potentially cost you a flag. But if it happened at round two... I just yeah. think it's season. I think it's yeah. the. I think it's an easy call to make. I just think it's hard because I think you have to put a number on it because you don't know when. I think it's just. But that's, say, if someone did it early on, that's like I say though. Missing twenty two rounds is. That's like I said earlier though. Technically, the suspension is twenty two rounds, but they've well, that's right. It's a twenty two week penalty, but they've suspended it. But as you said, there's a very very arbitrary element of mm. the the extent of the suspended sentence. And this is where I love the idea of. I alluded to it earlier. The CEO or the commissioner has got this executive. If he does Power. it, if it's, if it's in round twenty, he mm. goes. You miss until the buy next, next year. year. I think yeah. Gill's got enough on his plate at the moment. So well, he does, we'll, we'll he? go into that next. So the other big story, clearly out of the week, which was sort of dwarfed as the week wore on, uh, massive in its own right by Stevenson's antics. The issues at Marvel Stadium, particularly, we hadn't really seen it in any other venue, which the AFL were very keen to distance themselves from, despite owning the venue, <laughs> which was bizarre you would have thought that at some point the CEO of Marvel Stadium will have had to have run some kind of operational change past the owner. Yes. Which was bizarre. I just didn't, couldn't hack that. Um, to wage a war on the sports fans, I think, has been one of the more clumsy things we've seen from the AFL in some time. Incredible. And I, I've, we, Tim and I, you know, we sit on level two, so we haven't, I actually never see any security. I don't think you get much security on, on the two. second level no. because I think, I think there's this thinking that people that are paying more money for a seat are better behaved or something like that mm. or, or have the Which right I can not assure to be interrupted. Them, given my own behaviour is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think perhaps where you guys are being reserved seat, you are bunched with a whole lot of other Carlton supporters. It's the mixed zones that would be more... No, they're patrolling the level one, like the, the Carlton member areas down level one and, yeah. and sort of AFL members in level one. He won't mind me saying this. If... It was a Carlton away game at the MCG against Essendon and we were out on the wing doing what we usually do. You would have been ejected, 100%. No, no, because <laughs> just the way you go about it, like yeah, yeah. for Barry, like 
me doing my repertoire with Anthony, yeah, we'd both have got ejected, even though Anthony's an Essence supporter. We've yeah. got no issues whatsoever. Out you go. Yeah, I, I, I like to needle the opposition. I like to just and, say things into the ether. <laughs> just, just to see if mm. there's you a catch there's anything. a bulldogs person sitting a couple of rows <laughs> down from me, and I'll just, I'll just say things loudly enough. To I love how you don't totally. recall nearly getting your head. You don't re- in your your euphoria. You don't realise how much potential trouble you could have got us into after that elimination final against, against Richmond. Richmond. Yeah, you were so happy, and walking back to where we had the car parked, you were just happy to have a conversation with any Richmond supporter that was in earshot. <laughs> but, but this is this is the thing where what I, I another thing I get annoyed about is people ring up radio and they talk about crowd and they talk about security and they say. We don't want it to become like the English Premier League. We don't want it to become like Europe. And they miss the obvious point about that, Fab, is you can't sit with opposition fans at Old Trafford because every seat's sold out. Yeah. Mm. They, they can't segregate the crowds because they've got 55,000 season ticket holders. Chelsea in a 40,000-seat stadium have 35,000 season ticket holders. Yeah. So they have to segregate the crowds to get an opposition supporter base in. Because each team runs their own venue. This Otherwise, idea, there'd be no away support at all. There'd be no support at all. So what frustrates me, they haven't done it purely and strictly out of or for security concerns. It's a ticketing issue as well. Oh, in other countries, they do. They mentioned the English Premier League incorrectly. Yes. But in Serie A, but you can mingle. there's plenty of seats I've been to Upton Park. I've been to the Olympic Stadium and just bought a ticket on the day and walked in. And you're sitting down. You could support anyone. And you sit down and... Uh, at, um, I was there, I saw at Upton Park, I saw Newcastle play West Ham, Newcastle won, Johan Kabai was magnificent, and a new French Newcastle United fan was getting a photo taken next to the pitch and was getting abused like you wouldn't believe, and not in a joking, like, banter. Yeah. He was getting targeted, and the security came and said, mate, we've got to go. Yeah. And that was like, yeah, he was just oblivious, though, that he was annoying, <laughs> potentially, very old uh, East Enders. Yep, yep. Who were... Preparing to kill him. Rusted on. Um, I think I think they've over look, I think there's certain people who do feel intimidated and uncomfortable at the football with and they keep saying language. It's not language. Like I've dropped F bombs and stuff, but you do, you feel bad, especially after you've done it, you apologize if there's like a woman or some children around you and you kind of You know you know you, 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 you're aware of your surroundings, right? I'll tell you something, Keith. And the knob in the knobheads, no one's got an issue if a knobhead gets ejected. Oh, if, I'd want it to be for like, no, no. Not if, you're, for if, you're, if you're if you're being, you know, provocative being and threatening, threatening right? there's a difference. This is when you knew that the directive given to security by the AFL and they can deny it all they want was out of control. When they've told some bloke, if you see a fight, yeah. go over to it and stop it. I don't think they meant Jack Zebel versus Heath Shaw. I know how funny was it. And this bloke's come from the boundary mm. onto the pitch. I know. Wow. And the umpire has basically gone, get it's back. Off. <laughs> You're not allowed to be here. I think not every fight you see, mate. Yeah. It's a- you know, and I spoke to Fabian about this during the week. Look, I've been guilty. I do, you know, occasionally if something goes against you, you get free kick, a weedering on the weekend, the free kick against uh, Norton, or to Norton, I should say. And you let out, you know, that the you drop the F-bomb yeah. in a moment of just sheer frustration you're not saying it out happens, anyone happens. you drop you as i said earlier i use the word you're putting it out and just into the ether yep. just at nobody if somebody you've got a lot of do-gooders out there that call the number on the screen if those paul blart mall cops came to eject <laughs> me i'll dead set say get the police yep go arrest me i'm not leaving yep 
Just go, mate, and you sit there and go. It'll well, you sit there and go. You pay your money for the but, seat that you're sitting in, and you have to put up with rubbish umpires. But we get into the stage of this PC, as well. PC garbage where yeah. saying fuck is not yeah. the end of the world. No, no, absolutely not. You Although know, on this pod, Sean, we're making. We're a trying concern. to make an effort. I've said it twice already. Include. We won't count that one. Sean was lambasted. I was making on the a weekend. point. By whom? Your mum. Fab's family members. Apparently, <laughs> really? I swear too much. I think I've toned yeah, it down of late. I think you have. You're a little bit potty mouth, but that's yeah. okay. You're passionate. But so as I said, the point I'm making when is... When Sean started dropping F-bombs during past the parcel, I think that was the straw that broke the camel's <laughs> yeah. I was yelling at Alexander to hurry up. Um, <laughs> but I would just say to them, and if I'm, like once again, I said this to Fab, if I'm the police, I'm sitting there going, I'm not talking to someone for swearing. Yeah. You know when police come down and get involved? I'm going, mate, I'm not talking to someone for swearing. I'm a police officer. Yeah. Going, Seriously. Yeah, when when you're at a sport where you're at a sporting event, don't infantize it yeah, to the point where correct. you were. All I'm allowed to be passionate. I'll apologise for what I've said, but it's not really grounds for ejection. As you say, if you're threatening, yep, um, and there's the potential that somebody could, you know, there could be physical harm or or damage to property or whatever else coming on the back of, you know, aggression and all that sort of stuff, and people made to feel uncomfortable. Absolutely, get rid of them. I've yep. got an issue with something else that's obviously comes out of this conversation. Tim, you're the same. Fabian, you're the same. I'm the same. Been going to the football for 25 years. Yep. You guys are a little bit longer than that. I've seen one fight at the football in 25 years. Yep. It's not that there are more incidents. People have got cameras. Yeah, that's right. People are capturing it. Yep. If people are seriously kidding themselves that going to the football now is more dangerous, more it's intimidating, with more everything threatening. everything in life. Yeah. There, people, are, there are not more. At Moorabbin, you used to get oh, pissed on. My God. Yeah, well, you did. You used yeah. to get spat on. Yep. And not just Moorabbin, you know, the feral Victoria aspects Park, of Victoria yeah, Park, Princess yep. Park, Windy Hill. If people seriously think it's more threatening, more intimidating, more dangerous, more unsavoury than in the suburban days, they're kidding themselves. Yeah, and anyone yeah. who propagates that... But yeah. It's not just limited to the... It's everything. Yep. As I said, and everything's more confronting these days. You watch the news and dashboard cams. Yep. Like you're in the accident. It's horrific. You see what's going on. Go back even 10 years removed... Christina Hearn was there the day after on the scene. There was some police tape and you saw a, a car around a tree. You, oh, shit, that's horrible. Mm. Now you're seeing the whole thing. Yeah. Everyone's got, there's literally every Did person. you see the shot of the bloke that got knocked off his motorcycle the other day up in Sydney? No. So he's driving straight down Is the road. Is this through the vision from the shop? I think so. And the guy's, or, no, it's in a car because he's, um, somebody's turned right just out in front of him and they've gone to go. They've realised he can't, slams on his brake, but... The guy, he just, you know, he hit the, the motorcyclist T-bones the front end of the car because he just stuck it out too far. He couldn't get out of the way and he he, he broke his leg. Um, but beyond that, he wasn't Jeez. too badly injured. Mm. But, like, he didn't die and he hasn't got a brain injury and all that sort of stuff. But it was just trust these two hard to, turn, to watch. Trust these two to turn no, this into just, a traffic well, management yeah. podcast. <laughs> no, what it is, everything is, there's not more sexual predators. There's not more... Yep. Crime. There's not. It's just. More, it's reported it's quicker. More reporting of it. Yeah. Uh, and then you t- touched on it, Timbo, just before with with uh, emotion. And this is something I've been big on all week. As somebody who goes to watch us play every week, fans go to the football and are drawn to going to the football by the match day experience. And I'm sure you're exactly the same. Fans go to the moment Daisy kicks his goal on the weekend. It was good. Yeah, it was a good moment, wasn't it? David Cunningham roves the pack late in the game, snaps it. Oh, we're within nine. Lockie O'Brien kicks it forward. Charlie Marks kicks his seventh. Fuck, we were in one. And the crowd's going ballistic. People go to the game for that. People go to the Absolutely. game to feel that. People go to the game to exude those emotions, to show those emotions. Yet, there are people out there who don't think 
that an equally opposite emotion will manifest when Wiedering gives away that free kick. Yep. So I'm allowed to, Daisy kicks that goal, jump up and down, yes, when Wiedering gives away the free, people just sit there, do they? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, can't, go, oh, you can't be emotionless at the other oh, end of the scale, can nuts, you? Nuts, Jacob, try again. Yeah, done. You go, fuck. You oh, know, done. oh, done. Oh, done, Jacob. That's what I can't understand. People yeah. love all the emotion in the game yep. and they promote it. It's what the game's promoted on. Go to the game, be a part of the crowd, support your team, cheer Which them on. You can't but expect to not have the opposite Spot on. You can't expect to have the complete 180 when you're that emotionally invested. And it's once it's silly, we've spoken about it. It's to to think that that's not going to happen is just foolhardy. It's nonsense. Yep, yep, and that's absolutely. that's something I've been speaking well, it's about. It's nonsensical, really. Spot on. And one thing, I, before we move off the crowd uh, at the moment, one thing I will um, give kudos, I thought Kane Little spoke about it really well on, I don't know if it was a radio gig or the, the Two Tones podcast, but he made a really good point because Kane Little's probably sitting there thinking, we've actually got a product now that people want to come and watch yeah, absolutely. for the first time in a, a year and a bit that... We don't want them getting scared off by, you know, this. It's a bit of a storm and a teacup from a, how it affects each individual supporter. But I thought he spoke to it really well. He's sitting there going, not now. People actually want to come to watch us play again. Yeah. And that we're going to be scared off by overzealous you know, um, security Paul Blatt's. Um, I've got a question for the two of you. Paul Blatt. <laughs> and this is something I've been working on in secret. I'm, I'm like you, a little man hating umpires. Is the standard of umpiring affecting crowd behavior potentially because i can think of a couple of very very clear examples anzac day yes Yes. i can think of a couple of examples involving us one of which was on saturday where a lot of carlton fans people say it's they're just umpires blah blah it evens itself out a lot of carlton fans would have left the game on saturday night thinking we've lost by three points we've had a few pretty big calls go against us we had a few things not called Mm. well i often have the the thought to myself, how many times in the last, say, five years have I gone home from the footy and gone, geez, we got lucky with that one. You know, we've won the game because of a rubbish call and it's favoured us. Mm. Like I, I, I may have done it at some point in time, but I don't especially remember it. And um, Well, I can think of one weirdly late at half back against the Saints in 11 maybe. Just a really vague memory of one of our guys could have been done holding the ball. And, and we, were, we were, it was maybe Walker's one where he kicked the goal. We were wearing the baby blue. He kicked yeah, the goal yeah. late. Kicked five that day. Yeah, yeah, and they had another chance, and there was a bit of a, geez, well, probably a 70 30 yeah, their way, okay. and it was just called nothing. Yep. You sort of went, but that, that, and that shows how scarce so I walk away thinking maybe that. Yeah. I'm not like autistic or anything. <laughs> and I remember a free kick from Absolutely. eight years ago. Yeah, you know, exactly. But, for me, I just feel like at the moment your fortunes as a team seem to rise and fall on the whims of a very inconsistent group. But of, is that also because we're not quite good enough? Because oh no, but it's, if but it's you're not good just enough, us. You can absorb it's not poor umpiring and still be no. able to win some games. You don't know how <laughs> they hate. They hate people saying this. This is just my opinion. The umpires love the theatre. They Which love is, to play to the crowd, and that's not no. there. Job. The fact that we know—it's always said. If we notice you, you have you, done you probably a shit not full done job. A job. Yeah. I heard it. I don't remember who said it, but I heard it once. Might have been me. And I've no years ago. Someone said, "It's not the decisions. Yeah. You you make. It's not what you pay. It's what you don't like. Don't. If it's there, a hundred and ten percent. You saw it. I'm clear as day. This is a free kick. You blow it. Yep. It goes up to the control room. Every angle. No one's going to go. If the, all the angles say Jacob Wedding was holding and he's only one holding, blow your whistle yep. 
And no one's going to go, you cost us. No, mate, Jacob was holding. But if you're blindsided and potentially there's a grapple between two players and you can't definitively say, I can see that, play on. Play on. And if a player complains or anyone complains, you go, look, I didn't, I, I can't definitively say, it said, they guess. They think, oh, yeah. I think they, this they is do, what's They a, do guess a lot. Don't guess. My well, the, the frustrating thing with Weedering, though, he was in the better position mm. And he didn't need to hold him. He needed was, to but have, have we seen the reverse angle? I haven't seen a reverse no, I haven't. angle. I, I, I haven't watched. I just it can't. Enough. I just can't. The only reverse, the only angle you get at all yeah. is the best angle you get is angle you guys would have got. Yeah, behind Weedering. from your seat, literally yeah. when you're seeing. It's like the one at the North Melbourne game where we could see clearly one infringement, yeah. and the umpires pay his locks off. For fuck's sake! The yeah. biggest thing that my issue at the moment with umpiring is no one expects you to get everything right. No, that's not right. at all. But the AFL won't have that. They're never wrong. Yeah. They never make a That's mistake. The bit that, uh, it's right, infuriating They sit people. there and they go, Dane no, Rampey, no, it was the correct decision. Dane Rampey really? climbs the goalpost. It's in the rule book. You can't do it. It genuinely cost Essendon the match. But nah, to the feel of the game, you got it right. No. And you sit there going, just admit you got it wrong. What's the key? What's the What's the common theme here? Sydney have too many players on the ground. No, well, that's, that's another Sydney thing. Sydney climb another, a pro- That's another thing. But, no, no, the, no, just, but that's a decision in the yeah. moment where, where the, the, Tim, the we goal changed, umpire's gone, we don't be an idiot, don't. an entire rule, mm. brought in these stupid orange flags yeah. and these interchange gates that never needed to come into our game. But the shaking of the post All because is, why? That's not the All point we're making. Sydney that's played. not the point we're making no, here, though. Not, yeah. I, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. If it was any other team other than Sydney, I just, no, blow I just, it. I, I, I disagree. I just think the umpire I mean, didn't know the rule. All the free kicks with, with Joel Bowden and all that sort of stuff, that wasn't Sydney. I just think the umpire didn't know the rule. I'm worried Simple. about Joel Bowden is the fact that Aguero in the grand final. Yeah. But they didn't did the need to do thing. that. Yeah. Anyway. The simple rule changed to that. And I've said this. You're going to say Ga- the Gary Rowan rule was a Sydney rule. That was bullshit. Well, but this is the AFL. No, no, no. But no, this no. is the AFL. One incident's an epidemic, one bad apple's is systemic. This is how the AFL carry on with everything. Yeah. So I think with the Rampy thing... It's an overreaction. Thing, I think it's with the Rampy thing, the umpire just didn't know that. I swear to didn't that. Know it. Um, before we move on, once again... You Someone called me a dumb virgin. Oh, well. Dumb virgin. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I found that funny. Should have posted a photo of you with your two Say, kids. Say, I'm not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> had sex at least twice. Um, the thing, before we get off the umpires, what they need to accept, and, and Fabian mentioned it, you're the pantomime villains. Yeah. You're the pantomime villains. You get it wrong. Fabian's shown me IVF, potentially. <laughs> yeah, Maybe not a, even twice. That's yeah. an option. Maybe once. Um, but you're there to not be noticed. Yeah. And if people are booing you, that's just part of the gig. If you're becoming an umpire to get pats on the backs, to get plaudits, you're in the wrong gig. And and I think, I think as, you, as you say, the umpire that does a cracking job, you don't see him, no. you don't hear him, you don't notice him. So when's he getting a clap? No, that's it. And that's like the thing that frustrates me. M- Matthew Nichols gets called a bald flog. You're going, just don't worry about it, mate. Yeah. You're the, you're the pantomime villain. Yeah. Because when you leave, no one remembers who you are. No. Well, that's it's- right. And the fact that Razor Ray has a nickname annoys the shit out of me because you shouldn't have a profile whatsoever if you're doing a good job. Agree Correct. completely. Correct. And I don't think Razor's a bad, a bad umpire. Yeah, I hope he's actually stretch. got better. The directive should be to all umpires, pay what you see, what you think is 100% there, don't ever guess. You know what it yeah. is, and the rules. If we miss it, it's fine. Just clearly yeah. redefine the rules. There are how many rules? There aren't that many friggin' rules. Like really, 
There's I, not. I, I hate that that people say, "Oh, there, there's so many." No, it's oh not. no, it's, it's, not. And it's not a hard. And they go stop umpire. changing the rules, and they go, and they actually haven't changed really. too many rules in a long fucking time. Mm. All they've done is language, Timbo. Yeah. <laughs> all they've all they've done is they've focused on um, interpretation mm. and specified our interpretation of this rule is going to be X. And I also think they need to show a bit more respect to the players. I agree when they speak. It's horrible. They talk down to them in a lot of instances, mm. and it's, it's actually the it's funny thing. Raises raises one of the best in that regard. Yeah, yeah. He can sometimes cross the line a little bit. He'll do a the bit other one, mate, Cut it out. But yeah. Stop being an idiot. Moving on now. Obviously, the NBA came to a climax uh, in between last episode and this, with the Raptors closing out their first NBA championship game six. All sort of went their way in the end. It's hard to uh, as a as a neutral. It's hard to not feel a little bit sorry for the contest. I'm not yep. saying for the Warriors, but okay. for the contest when you see, well, Durant goes down, Clay goes down, and Card influence game six you know, towards yep. the tail end. Yep. You sort of go, well... Looney wasn't... Yeah, you Looney go, well, we got the result. You yeah. know, we got the result you probably yeah. wanted as a neutral, no doubt. But you go, well, geez, it would have been good to see. Like, that happened a couple of years ago with the Cavs. Um, well, what's happening here? Where's Fabian going? Uh, it's just a bit of noise out oh, in the hallway. Um, that happened a, a year or two ago with the Cavs when I think Kyrie went down, Kevin Love had some issues, and you go, well, we're not getting the series we want. Yep, yep. But look, great to see the Raptors get over the line. Where do you think it was ultimately won and lost, Timbo? Well, I think it was actually won at the, the, the trade table and the, the, the trade of... Bold. ...moving DeMar DeRozan and bringing in somebody like Kawhi, who was coming off a, a seven-game season and an injury so that you... Ruthless. We, ...weren't quite sure was, was going to be able to put up. Um, obviously getting Gasol in as well um, and the overall depth across the board that they had. I think I think they were a, a fantastic team. So, uh, so ultimately... Um, so ultimately, I, I just think that the Raptors had recruited really well. They'd, they'd put together a team that could perform in a championship. They probably got a little bit of luck in that their, their that opposition fell away. But a seven-game series is going to mean there's probably going to be a little bit of attrition. It's it's probably set up – well, it's set up to be able to make more money. Let's let's not put any you know mm. gloss on it you know any more than what it actually is. But by the same token um, – if they're going to be tight games here and there, a little bit of luck one way or another might make the difference between winning a, t- a title and not. Agree completely. But, but it also puts a lot of stress and strain on guys at the end of a very long season, and the fact that a few guys have gone down along the way is not surprising. You can make an argument too that the Warriors um, got a bit desperate playing Durant, and that could have uh, contributed oh, to no the doubt. injury. Have to no say, um, but there was wasn't just the KD. It was Boogie didn't have a lot of minutes leading into the. To the but Boogie was always going to be the bonus basketballer so if everything went so right. So he had either very good games or very poor games. Yeah. You had if he was all star Boogie, no. they they barely lose a game. Yeah. So second half of the year they wouldn't have lost a game. Can he get to that level again though? I think oh, he full can. I, I think he, he needs can, to be, yeah. He, he yeah. just needs time, and he's at the wrong club. Kevon um, Looney, who is great relief off the bench, I think he, he strained either a peck or broke a rib. Or something, but he effectively couldn't use his. You couldn't lift his right arm. Couldn't couldn't use your arms. You can't stretch. Add that to the KD getting rushed back. Clay Clay did a hamstring before he did the knee. People forget he did a hamstring in this game three. Yeah, so they were pretty desperate, weren't they? Andrew Bogut Andrew Bogut in the minutes he played was actually quite good. Yeah. Steph Steph was left to do everything on his own. Yep, and he's not capable of. No one is capable of taking on 
everybody. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron had a reasonable chance. Yeah, LeBron <laughs> the issue, tried. The issue with LeBron just had absolutely no help. The no. issue with the megastar lineup that the Warriors put together is that when you spend all your cap space in five players, your depth is is stuffed. Is, is stuffed. Now the depth they had in previous season was much better. Now, Iguodala, old man, you know he could produce moments. Yep. But he's not producing seven games worth or six yeah. games, as it turned out. So we just want to talk um, before we get on to the big trade talk from the uh, the week just gone. Does Kawhi stay? Yes or no? No. He, I, look, I, he might. That's not a yes or no. No, thing? it's not. No. Oh, well, where does he go if he leaves? The big talk is the Clippers. Yep, Clippers. Because he's going to a big market, but he's not going to. Why the, would he go to the Lakers? Well, I just they can't afford him. Well, he, so they have yeah, one more max. It's, it's, no. Well, there's this talk about do, do they pay four million dollars as a trade bonus? Not to, enough um, to uh, AD, and if he relinquishes it because when he signs a max contract next year, he's basically going to earn enough anyway. So it means there'd be four million a year more this year to be able to get what's deemed to be a max contract. It only brings you to twenty six. They'll need thirty plus yeah. for a Kawhi. But then again, you if know, the uh, there's machinations in the deal is set to go down on July sixth. If it goes down on the sixth, they've got twenty two. Give or take an extra four that AD can opt out of what taking. About, what about the rumor that if LeBron's- they push it down to the end of the month, uh-huh. which the Pelicans may not want to do, then they somehow avoid paying something or someone. What have, and you heard got the, thirty plus? You heard the rumor that there could be a little bit of cash going AD's way through the back door for him appearing in Space Jam. I like it. Which is shaping up LeBron's going to be apparently the centrepiece and AD may feature as one of the, you know, like Charles Barkley was and all those boys back Didn't then. Didn't you say they tried to put Blake Griffin in? Initially, well, initially, naturally they wanted LeBron, but then the rumour became he wasn't really too keen and then it went to Blake Griffin and then that's gone cold because he's obviously Cause he's Blake Griffin. gone no, no cold. <laughs> but the rumour going around is that it's all... Oh, look. As I say in Hollywood, nothing's a go until the cameras are rolling. But if it gets off the ground, one of the rumours is AD is one of them. Well, he's one of the most recognisable and might find a little bit of the extra. World, isn't the four, AD might find a little bit of extra coin. The four is not the issue for doing it. I still reckon that. I just think that's funny. Even if they get thirty, do you get another max guy in? So you've got three starters. You've got Kuzma. Yep. LeBron. AD. Yep. That's not a team. It's not a team. You've yeah. got literally nothing in behind that. Kids. Shooters. They've got no kids. Let's draft kids. Yeah, well, Sean, they're not winning you a title. I reckon, jeez, that, that front line's pretty good. Oh, no, I reckon you need more than that. I, I, think reckon, the, I reckon you use I that to 30. win a title, you need more. But I reckon LeBron's, you need to use that. You've got to 30. give them the opportunity to be able to find but you know what LeBron's, You know what LeBron's attitude would be? I think LeBron's attitude would be, and you'll have an example of it's Get out of my way. a better example. No, it would be, we just need to make the playoffs. Just get me there. Mm. Make the playoffs, and then when, with what we've got, we can play the minutes, yep. and we can win it. I don't want to... People watch ESPN, they'll know where I get a lot of the stuff from, but Jalen Rose is saying, I, he kind of he didn't pick my mind. because Jalen Rose hates the Lakers, though. So. No, no, but he's right in sense that people on social media and in, well, in the mainstream media are playing fantasy basketball. Yeah, they are. Yeah, We're all right. guilty of that. We want to bring in um, someone like a, a Kyrie Irving, which yeah, it worked with LeBron, but he's not that Kyrie anymore. He wants the ball. You got LeBron. LeBron's not a point he, guard per se, but he's, he's ball dominant. He wants the ball. Would Kyrie yep. seed the ball for another chip with no dip? 
I don't know, the chip with the dip and the... He wants his chips with the dip. He wants his chips with the dip. This it's a tra- it's a Drake it reference. Makes um, no sense. Okay. I, I think another, yes, they're I better off getting pieces in, defenders, shooters in, rather than trying to get because all these people they mentioned, Kemba Walker, they they keep looking to point guard because they see LeBron, LeBron's a forward, small forward, power forward, wherever. There's no more centers anymore. Yeah. Everyone's either off. But LeBron's a point guard. He, he carries the he, ball. He wants the ball. But you need somebody who can shoot, and Kemba can shoot. But Kemba, Kemba needs the ball. Kemba needs the ball. Because he needs looks. The that ideal person, and you're, ne- you're never going to get him, clay. especially next, is Clay. Yeah. Clay is the player you need. But, but he's got an ACL now. So this is a great stat. 40% of the NBA are out of contract. 40%. That's a great stat. So there's player... That, and people are... Opting out of because they have this player trigger clause where they can trigger the the extra year. Um, is anyone else hearing that, or is that just my ears? Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's very yeah. shrill thing back on. <laughs> um, so forty, there's going to be a lot of player movement, and I think they can get two good perimeter shooters slash defenders in to complement the three that they've already got. Yep. They they maintain Kuz, Kuz, holding on to Kuzma was a was a unbelievable. Well, that's what and that's what they felt. They they probably if they did that, yep. They probably would have hung on to the next two years first rounders, but in the end they've gone. We'd rather keep Kuzma and give you two first rounders, which will mm. if 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 They'll the rebuild better. is work, you know, is going to be worth twenties, twenty fives, or something like that. So therefore, you're not giving up a princely sum. Yep. But if the bloke that gets that pick drafts well enough, he can turn that into. A pretty good basketballer. Well, so. I hear that um, the New Orleans Pelicans have just secured uh, Stephen Wells as their list manager. Stephen Wells from Geelong. He's going to get Darcy They're going to have a very good young team. Yeah, they are. And they've got For to keep how long? them together. Well, it's better I'll get picked that off. they're getting the kids from the good kids, Ingram, who's got some blood clot issues. Blood clots in the arms, um, yeah. Ingram and Lonzo are better than... Maintaining AD, who would eventually leave anyway. That's right. This that, way, you're rebuilt. Yeah. You're not in a rebuild, but you're kind of starting with everyone roughly the same age. You've got yep. Zion, who's phenomenal, I got, I got and a, they've got, got picks. I've said this. I got a feeling about Zion. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Not going to happen. He might go down as one of the all-time greats. I'm happy to be wrong. All-time. He, he's greats. a fascinating shape, isn't he? Yeah. And you just sit there yeah. and you're going. He looks heavy, and then he jumps, and you go. I'm, well, yeah. Maybe I'm, not that. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong, but. There's something about him that you know when you just look at a guy, you look at him like a Jack Watts, and you go, "Don't see it." Yeah. And I don't want to assassinate Jack Lacosha because he's only played nine games of league footy. But you look at you and go, "Don't see it." He could end up being an absolute all-time great, and you sit there and go, "Fantastic." And the bottom line is the one thing about Lacosha is he has a couple of elite traits about him. He's, he's got to got get the ball a, to do it. Elite him, engine. He's got an elite kick, but he hasn't been getting a lot of it. You're absolutely right. Uh, but before we get off the basketball, we're both satisfied with that chat about the Lakers yes. and the trade and everything. Um, yes or no question before we move off the basketball. Does Drake get a ring? Yes. Yes. Not only he'll design it. That's a disgrace. And get one. It's an absolute it's disgrace. His. He it's, was interviewed after the match. 2019. When he was doing that whole, I want my chip with the dips thing, yeah. he was acting like he'd run the floor. Oh, yeah. The six in he six. Was, nine, was, nine points and six rebounds. He's done really well. <laughs> he, was, he was heavy breathing. You like love, was, you, you love like the Doris. screen captures. Oh, Drake lands like, first time. It was like Doris had got him post-match. 
it was having a chat to have out your influence out there on the floor tonight, and he was indulging it. It was embarrassing. Well, as you say, it's the super fan era. It was embarrassing. And they've had super fans for 30 years. Jack Nicholson used to just sit there and watch his team. Yeah, but he's not a precocious individual. Jack Nicholson? Not in the way that Drake is. You ever watched a Jack Nicholson film? Well, I have Drake is Spike Lee, but his team actually won something. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Who's the the ESPN reporter, the female? She's... Great at uncovering news. Stormy Daniels. No, no. Uh, someone, Hannah, someone Storm. Stormy Daniels. The no, 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 no. No, no. Star, isn't she? <laughs> exactly She's right. the short girl. And oh. unfortunately, they got her to do some on-court interviews. She used to be standing on a stool. She wasn't in, in frame. <laughs> she <laughs> wasn't in frame. Uh, we want to move on and get into the uh, Women's World Cup, which is heating up as we speak. Yeah. And I want to touch on something in particular. Obviously, the Australians did the business over... Uh, we can hear a very shrill beeping sound. It sounds like an alarm or something. Building's probably on fire. Um, the Matildas, obviously, got the job done over Jamaica and secured uh, second place in their group, which is great news. What was Guy Pearce's character in Iron Man? Aldrich Killian. That sounds like someone's come up behind and doing that thing. Put the beeps on you. Yeah. Um, Extremis he was working on. But oh, the thing that, that, that uh, set tongues wagging was... Sam Kerr's comments post the win over Brazil. Suck on that. Which was fantastic result. They're 2-0 down. They come back and they win the match. And they had to win the match. Absolutely outstanding stuff. Fabian and I, we spoke about this when, when Fabian sometimes calls me on his way home from work and I just spend the ride with him, <laughs> speaking to him. Now, when I can't get through to Tim. <laughs> that's true. Or Alex. Um, the Matildas have spent years pumping themselves up to build the profile of the game, to build the profile of their girls. In an ad for Australian football, um, one of them claims we're going to be world champions. Yep. They've spent a lot of time pumping up Sam Kerr as maybe the best player in the world. And she's she could be. doing the business. You go, great, okay. They have dictated that the conversation around the Matildas go a particular way because those involved want they want equality. What they see equality as is obviously they want more money, they want more commercial opportunities. They want more sponsorship. They want more TV viewers. They want more bums on seats. And the thing that frustrates me is that they don't seem to then want the expectation that yep. comes with it. Yep. And I understand Sam's pumped up after the match. I've had a great win. But you're the captain of your country. You're notionally you're the country's best player, one of the best players in the world. And it just seemed a bit petulant. It did. We but... said the result that the, the the result that the media were giving them stick for was awful. That's exactly right. And you go, they lost That's 2-1 exactly to Italy. Right. Yep. Late on, Italy aren't much chop. Yep. In their last warm-up game, they got done 3-0 by the Netherlands. Yep. And they looked awful. And Just and prior it, to that, they got done by the USA 5-3 after the, leading. And if the criticism is, you're not that good, you're, you're going to step up to the highest level, mm. you're going to be found out, your preparation isn't good enough, your talent isn't there, you're not playing the right way, and that's your criticism, go your hardest. Absolutely go your hardest. But the moment when you're talking gender, sexuality yeah. and those sorts of things, then yeah. that becomes an element that gets thrown into the muck while you're being criticised at the same time and you get your back up and you get a bit angry and you feel aggrieved yeah. and somebody sticks a microphone in front of you. And the critiques, I mean, what, what are you expecting? And the critique's not about sex. Once again, Fabian and I have spoken about this. The critique that I – or the issue – not the issue, but – But the, you the, don't. That's the, the, that's the criticism the thing. I have of the Matildas is – you're criticising the sport they and the style defend. and everything. Spot on. But the flogs that have now oh, got the, the, the forum I find and the it, ability I find to be able to say something. I said it before. It's patronising if we don't 
go our hardest. Well, Fabian, what's something that you As would, we would. Correct. With what's, the boys. Correct. What's an element, we both follow Manchester United very passionately. But just don't make it about race. But don't how make much, it about sexuality. How much stick does Manchester United get at the moment? Shitload. How much stick do their players get? Shitload. How much stick does the defence get? You're not Sh- good enough. You're not up to it. Mm. And you sit there and go, you're being critical. The critique is... What, how many memes has Phil Jones had about no, his face? No, and you sit there and go, I'm not saying it's acceptable, but you go, well, that added exposure, that added expectation, that yep. what you want, which is the, the money, the sponsors, the corporate support, the bums on seats, the people watching, with that, That's the, the consequence, you go, well, yep. people are going to expect better than what we got yep. in the first game of the tournament and the lead-up games where you go, well, geez, all this stuff's been telling me for months that these girls are like one of the best teams in the world, but yep. Yep. I can't defend... You look at Mesut Ertzel, oh. he's getting paid £350,000 a year. A week. A week, a week sorry. £350,000 a, week, a, a year, week. still be all right. Yeah, exactly. A week. Um, and his performance just isn't good enough. Hmm. And and now, you know, Emery is trying to sell him. Um, and the bottom, the only way he'll move him is if he's still probably getting playing the, the lion's share of his salary. And if you're going to be doing that, well, you might Where as well the media you. fails with everything we do internationally is we either whack everybody mm-hmm. yep. or we overpraise them. Yep. Yeah. But just be balanced. Yeah. And that's what I think what the girls have done. But social media is never going to be balanced because Sam Kerr Sam Kerr blowing up, especially in the last great. Right? Because she didn't look great against Italy. She had a penalty saved. But this is we spoke about this, so I think part of it once again, once again, this is to me a valid criticism. Part of Sam Kerr and Chloe Legazzo and, and others' struggles early, particularly against Italy, particularly early against Brazil they're playing the wrong way. I'm going to touch on this. What about the wide girls, no, the no, fatties? Because <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> no, but he doesn't mean it that way. For what Sean's saying, and the one bloke, where this is why I worry, right? Because I want obviously the Matildas to win the World Cup. We all, yeah. we're all not, we're not no, sitting here trying on. to say anything else other than we want these girls to bring it home. Don't listen to Foz. Don't Ugh. listen to the other girls on the couch. Listen to Ante Milicic post game. He is more worried than anybody. Yeah. He said we because, looked bad with the ball. Right. The other day. Now, Going, oh. what worked against Jamaica is we put balls in the box and Sam Kerr's got on the end of a couple of headers. There was a defensive absolutely That's horrible. Power. Do, do teams look like they, in, with the Women's World Cup particularly, do teams look like they play for the error more often than, because at men's level, absolutely you're going to get errors. Mm. Defensive errors, you're going to get slip-ups, bad decision, whatever. But it seems to me the Matildas' plan at the moment is get it in the mixer. Someone might make a mistake, and that worked against Jamaica. Yes, we did that all game against Italy, and we had one decent header on target. Yep, it's not going to work against France, a team that can England, actually defend USA, Germany. And Sam Kerr is the type that how we considered our goal against Jamaica is how we want to be playing oh. through balls through to Sam Kirk because she will kill them. She's, yeah, that's right. Like I said this last she's week. She's not Tim Kale yeah, to take it yeah. off, Sean. She is not Tim Kale. Yeah. It's glossed over because of the way it, it a couple of errors against Brazil yeah. have come from crosses. And but they were they were awful mistakes. And Jamaica aren't much chop. And we can see we conceded a goal against Jamaica, which good on them. I'm happy for them, but I'm being selfish here. I'm looking at us. That's not good. You got to for, for Legazzo, for Davana, for Kerr on the deck between the lines, off the shoulder, yeah. put the ball on the ground. They'll run onto it. They can finish. They can finish well. And do you know what else I don't like? They knock the ball around the back, which I get terribly nervous about. Yeah. 
it also allows them, being the opposition, to set up and get in, in a right position. Long balls early, played in, in over the back, giving Sam Kerr a chance to run onto it, is our best, I reckon it's our best way forward. It well, probably totally keeps agree. them back too, doesn't and it? And the thing Which like, keeps them away from your goal. And Fabian mentioned it last week, or two weeks, maybe longer ago, when he spoke about a lot of the teams, and you've got to be careful what you say because people will take it the wrong way, but don't play the game like men. Mm. Don't flick like Emily Gelnick put the ball into Kerr and Kerr flicked it on and scored. That's a low percentage play. Yep. You scored from it. Unbelievable. Yep. Great great piece of play all told. But good delivery, good finish. you can the well like that. Haley Razzo has been pretty switched on, had a couple of good games uh, out wide. Legazzo, when she's been out wide, has been good. But this idea of you know Emily Gelnick in the first half against Jamaica was excellent. But taking the ball to like the touchline and flicking it in wide, David Beckham doing it because he gets flick, he gets bend, he gets dip. And all I have to do is glance. There's not enough power yeah. on a cross. Yeah. It's like you're lofting it's the it same in, way the under-12s. Like you, you watch the Premier League and you'll have Paul Pogba will get the ball, he'll be on the left wing and he'll switch play. Inch perfect. Yeah. No offence. Under 16s, I don't, I don't want to make it. No. Under 16s couldn't do it. No. Yep. So don't try it because if you try and switch it and don't land it, guess what? You're exposed. And that's why further what we're saying, on the deck, mm. Pacey in behind, that's playing our method. Th- playing through balls because guess what's going to happen? Run and carry the ball. at all levels, men and women, will just kick it out. You'll yep. either get a throwing. Yep. A corner, play it on the deck, play it quick, and give her time and space. Fabian made the the comparison to the Adelaide Crows women where they, more than, North Melbourne were doing a little bit, but uh, in the AFLW, they run and carry. Hmm. They move the ball in hand. Yeah. Because you can't kick the ball 60 metres. But you're also eliminating error. Spot on. You take ground and then you dispose of it. Absolutely. Um, We're going to move on now very quickly, Timbo. You've got a very, very quick Tales of the Punt because I like this tale from the punt. You had um, you had a little bit of coin on uh, Gary Woodhouse this week. Woodland, yes. Woodland. yes. Wood- How much did we win? So Gary Woodland, we talked on pod about five Woodhouse? or six weeks ago. Whatever. Um, and I tipped him at odds to win the US Masters. Mm-hmm. He finished fifth. Yep. Whoa. I'd backed him at 80s. Made him on Brent. Brent shout Gleason. Out. Shout, shout out to, to Brent. Brent. Yep. Um, Brent had been following Gary Woodland all throughout as well. Brent had 25 on him at 80s. And when Gary Woodland won the tournament by three shots, old Brent is now $2,000 to the good. How good? I didn't get on prior to the tournament. Mm -hmm. He texted me on Friday, so they played one round, and he said, take a look at Gary Woodland. Gaz is on fire. I'm having a date night with Elise. Excellent. We've had Thai for dinner. We're on the couch. Hey, Elise, how do you like the golf? (laughs) We're We're watching a movie, and I, I... yeah, you get the glare from your wife when you know you, you, your attention is elsewhere. Yes. And I very quickly tried to put a $10 each way bet on Gary Woodland. Had a quick look through. It's US Open. Oh, yeah. Open Championship. Away we go. Put my $10 each way. He's paying $101, Sean. Unbelievable he's, value. He's coming fifth. Wow. And he's three off the lead. Did the text where Brent said, I'm on him at $80, not alarm you at any stage? Maybe he drifted. Well, he, but he was on after a phenomenal first round. He's he was on drifted but, out. But he's betting on Bet Easy, okay. and I'm okay. on Sports Bet. So different platform. Somebody yeah. else is putting the odds up. The Sports Bet guy's got less faith in Gary. Well, well, the other thing that I said afterwards when I was trying to justify it is I, I thought, well, Brooks Kepka was right up near the lead, and he's just won the US Masters by seven. 
So if he's close, it would justify that some of the odds behind you has been pushed out a little mm-hmm. bit. But needless to say, uh-huh. I'm on at a hundred to one. And, and, and how much do you have on him? Sorry, I had ten each way. 10 so bucks. so each way, if he wins it, it's it's paying one thousand two hundred and seventy dollars. Great, great collect. So he's leading after three rounds. How good? Well, too clear. Timbo's in the box seat for a good. Cash for Crones might get off. <laughs> I've followed this the whole way through on Monday morning on the drive in. You know, every ten minutes or so, yeah. you, you don't want to be clock what you know. Uh, what they always the, say, you're oh, getting oh, the flutters. Oh, the watch gotta... pot never boils yeah. type thing, and yes, and he dropped the shot here, he dropped the shot, but anyway, you're riding it, and then slowly a few of the others started falling away. And Timbo's getting the flutters here. And, He's thinking, and, I'm and on with a good three, one. three or four holes to go. I'm thinking, well, I can't miss a place, and um, and and then obviously, long story, long story short, um, he's he wins by three shots. Fuck. How much you win, Timbo? Twelve hundred <laughs> for the next hour. Two hours. I keep on checking Ref- yeah, the, the app and just yeah. waiting for 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 my bank balance. Yeah, I'm I haven't paid you. It hasn't gone up, and oh. I'm, and then and then I started thinking, geez, you hear stories about yeah. people that put bets on and they won't honour it. And then I took a closer look at the bet, and the whole fact that it kept on saying the Open Championship <laughs> didn't sit incredibly comfortably with me. And then it has. So the, what did you done, Timbo? And then it has the date below it of when your event is on, and my date is like the third of July. So I have secured. You've backed into ring the wrong uh, tournament. <laughs> so I've secured odds for the British Open <laughs> while watching the US Open. Having said that, and thinking I'm a fucking genius. Having said that, all jokes aside, you've you've screwed the pooch a little bit, but. You You've got, got him early. You have got excellent odds. He's now in the 50s, I think. So go. 101 is fucking great. So, Timbo, you, <laughs> you, technically speaking... So we're, we're just... We're, hold, we're keeping it on ice. You're a moral winner. All right. You oh, thought no, you'd backed him. Well, I, the bet that I've put on has not yet lost. Spot it just on. hasn't started yet. I love it. <laughs> well, that was great. We're going to move on now. Quiz time. Same format. Another as, quiz. Yeah, same format Wowzers. as recent times. Okay. Special quiz. What are the buzzers? No, we're going to do the thing where you answer, he answers, you answer, he answers, and then okay. we do fast money. Okay. okay. And what's the buzzer? I'm going to ask just, this every just week. Just your name. Okay. You can do biz if you want. Okay. Um, Fabian, your first question. Okay. The Killer's Hot Fuss oh, was released this week, 15 years ago, another anniversary for a standout album. The first single from the record is Mr. Brightside. It's the best song of the 21st century. We've been over this. According to the lyrics, it started out with what? The lyrics to Mr. Brightside. Yep. There's a famous refrain in the song. It started out with this. I don't know. Fabian's thinking. Well, I think I know what it is, but I'm not confident on it. Oh. It started out with a kiss. Started out yeah, with a kiss. Say. Okay. How did it, How end, did it end, end up like this? this? Yeah. Timbo, your it first question. It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. It was, it was only, only a kiss. kiss. Timbo, your first question. Yep. The Killer's Hot Fuss was released this week 15 years ago. <laughs> The really? second single from the record, Somebody Told Me, is bloody good. It's a ripper song. According to the lyrics, somebody told him that he had a girlfriend, sorry, a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend that he had in what month of last year? <laughs> February. February of last year is correct. He's gone with the rue. Well, it's got an R in it. February. So I might as well run with it. That's correct. I don't know that it's a silent R, is it? It's, it might be a lazy R. I think it's a lazy R. It's, it's a lazy Silent. Question number two for Fabian. Okay. Which player this week became the highest goal scorer in FIFA World Cup history? Marta. Marta, with 17 goals, has passed old mate Miroslav Klose. There you go. 17 goals. Great, 
Great question. That is a good question. Headers closer. Timbo, your second question. Yep. Australia's 4-1 win over Jamaica secured second spot in the group and a round of 16 matchup with this team. Norway. Correct. Two all? Yes way. <laughs> Fabian, in honour of Toy Story's release this week, which I saw yesterday, right. yep. in Toy Story 2 we meet Jessie, one of the gang from Woody's Roundup. What was the name of the little girl who owned Jessie? Oh. Do you know it, Timbo? Oh, one of my favourite movies, and I swear to God, I tear up every single time Jesse tells the story yeah. of when Don't her owner um, takes her, and, and the look Stop of talking. expectation in Jesse's eyes <laughs> when she goes to pick her up again yep. and go on, and in the box, and she's yeah. sitting And there's up. the passage of time yeah. where she's going through the flower power. Yeah, and, yeah. absolutely. And it's just, you know the it thing is, that frustrates it's heart-wrenching. Me. Why, can, why can Woody never remember who owned him before Andy? Woody never, Woody was not Andy. He's an heirloom. No, like but, hand, hand me down. he's no, a hand-me-down no, from his but, dad. But Woody whatever. never talks about that. Woody, he has no, everyone else. Only refers to Andy as being his owner. But that's it. Everyone else has a recollection of what happened before. Now I was owned by them, or I was his, was hers. Is it Emily? He's got it correct. It's Emily. It's Emily. Yeah, great get. <laughs> I just had a peek over to see if he was doing some something some looking up. Question number three for you, Timbo. Yes. In Toy Story three. We get a brief glimpse of Sid, the villain from the first film. Now he's, really? he's about twenty odd years old. Oh shit! He's, he's, it's like a, at Easter egg. He's wearing the same shirt. Yeah. Okay. So With we the get skull a skull on it. Yeah, we get yeah. a brief glimpse of um, of Sid. What is his occupation? <laughs> I don't even remember that Sid was in Toy Story three. So that was something that was lost on me. Um, given that he was a bit of a mad scientist and all that sort of stuff. But where's he going to be seen? It's very fleeting. Very fleeting. Like he's not no dialogue. He's not addressed as Sid. He's a pizza delivery boy. You're in the ballpark. He's a garbo. I was going to come in with it over the top. Yeah, no, there's no steals. Is he start, Is he at the at the start when they're on the curb, or is yeah. he when when they're at Sunnyside? Um, I think he's. I can't remember where uh, he's on the curb, obviously, and he's just picking yeah, up the, the trash. One, yeah, it's yeah. the start of the movie. Yeah. Um, question number four for you, Fabian. In the Cricket World Cup, oh, no. Australia are currently <laughs> playing this team. They play them tonight. Bangladesh? Bangladesh Jesus is Christ. Is a, that's, I didn't expect you'd get that one. Where did that come from? Your fourth question, Timo. You've got to get this one to maintain touch. Yep. Decided in the last over of the match, this batsman's innings proved decisive in last night's uh, South Africa v New Zealand contest. Kane Williamson. Correct. Kane Williamson was 106 not Mr. out Williamson. at the finish of play. Question number five for Fabian, your fifth and final question, the first round. Which player won this week's NAB Rising Star? He's doing the I don't know face. IDK. <laughs> no, no idea. Don't have a crack, just have a guess. Nope. No. Don't, don't even want to throw a name out. Well, Sam Walsh. That's incorrect. <laughs> Do you know Timbo? I know Bailey Smith got one very, very recently, but mm. I don't think it was this week. This guy was probably unlucky not to get it against us. Oh, Dylan from Dylan Essendon. Clark. Dylan Clark, Clark from Essendon. I wanted yeah. to go Clark, but it didn't sound right. He was un- yeah. It's 
Speaking of Bailey Smith, very good goal in the last. It was a very good Bailey goal. Bailey Smith's a very good footballer. There was the the fella Nightmare who uh, posts on the used to post on draft. Bigfoot, but is on ESPN for a very very long time last season. He was saying that he was the second best player in the draft. And given that there were big names like Max King, Jack Lacocious, Isaac Rankin, Sam Walsh, and he was rating in the second best player, you've gone well. Clearly, looks like it he after after trying to piss all over that draft. It looked like there's some good kids in it. There's some very good, um, yeah, your fifth very and close. final question in the first round, Tim. Yep. Name the two players to sign contract extensions at the Western Bulldogs this week. Josh Dunkley. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. Hmm. Tick, tick, <laughs> tick, 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 tick. I don't think it's Aaron Norton, but mm. he's a name that they'd really want to get relatively soon. Dunkley's one of them. Five. Jose Romero. Come on. Four. Three. Two. Tim English. Is that your final answer? Yeah, why not? Incorrect. Caleb Daniel. Caleb Daniel. I did Caleb that Daniel. One. Fast money. We ready? So, uh, family. Good assist by Caleb to... Uh, Oh, mate, it was wonderful. He, fuck, he just put pressure on Caleb kicking out because he's, he's he's a good kick. He's a good decision yeah. maker, but he and he went right into his shell for a they, little they while put a afterwards bit of too. On. Yeah, it was so great. fast money. Fab, you lead four to three ahead of the final ten questions. June seventeen this week marked the twenty fifth anniversary of one of sports entertainment's most infamous days. OJ's dash down the five freeway. Oh, okay. To celebrate the juices bow on Twitter, how much do we know about what happened on that day? Are we ready. So you got to buzz in. You're Tim. Yep. You're what are you? Fab. You're just Fab. You're not buzz. Buzz. Okay. okay you're buzz. buzz. Question number one. Name the model car. Tim. Tim. Bronco. Ford Bronco. It was a Ford Bronco. I love that line in Shrek. Name. In pursuit of a white Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Question number two. Who was driving the Bronco? Uh, Fab. OJ. No, he was not. Tim for the steal? I don't know. I don't have it. I don't have it. I've heard of it, but I don't have it. AC. AC. Al Cowley. No. No? No. No? Well, okay. All right. It's like his best mate. He also owned a... Um, they, I think they both owned a white Bronco because I like... AC was apparently like infatuated with him. Like just loved him. Yep. So what's his name? Al Cowling. Al Cowling. Al Cowling. Okay. I thought you just said El Cal. El Cal. That's all I heard. Sorry. Question number three. There's a quirk in the news broadcast coverage of the infamous chase as a fleet of choppers covered it from above. What happened? So you think there was a number of choppers covering the the car chase from above and there was a little quirky occurrence. One crashed? That would be extraordinary, no. Fabian? It wasn't restricted airspace, was it? Nope. You're thinking speed. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds. Do we give up? Yeah, yes. give up. So basically, because of the number of... Uh, Is every question going to be themed around OJ Simpson? That's what he just said. That's what I just said at the start, yeah. Well, at least the day. Around anyway. the day. So basically, because there were like half a dozen choppers covering it, they were all crossing signals. So if you were watching Channel 10, they were picking up the nine feed. So they were, because they are all in the same airspace and broadcasting, uh. they were doing live crosses, but everyone else is like... They were sharing the... It was quite funny. Okay. Um, question number four. In a match against the Kansas City Royals that day... Z- Fabian? Earthquake? Incorrect. Would you like the rest of the question, Timbo? Yes, please. In a match against the Kansas City Royals that day, which legendary baseballer hit his 26th home run, tying the record for most home runs through to June 30? 
He was playing against the Kansas City Royals. Absolute legend, especially the 90s. Barry Bonds. Incorrect. Mark McGuire. Incorrect. Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. Jr. Brilliant player. That was also, incidentally, the season was, that was the abandoned year. There was no oh, World okay. Series because it was by a baseball strike. Was, it, was there an earthquake that day? No, you're thinking of uh, San Francisco, the candlestick. There was a baseball game. It was the World Series between the Giants and the A's. Okay. Wrong match. Question number five, we're tied at four all. Question number five, game five of the NBA Finals took place that day between which two teams? Fabian? The Houston Rockets? Yep. And the New York Knicks? New York Knicks. The Knicks won the game, went 3-2 up, would lose the final two games and the series. Question number six, who was coaching the Knicks? Fabian? Van Gundy. Incorrect. Timbo for the steal? Pat Riley. Pat Riley was coaching the Knicks. Matt Good Knight. hair, Pat Riley. Great hair. Good suits. <laughs> Question number seven. Still in New York. A victory parade took place that day in New York City in Bzz. celebration. The Islanders. Incorrect. Timbo for the steal. The Rangers. The Rangers won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> the Islanders are from like Long Island, aren't they? They wouldn't be doing it. Oh, New York Island. <laughs> Coney Island. They're, they're hot dog eating <laughs> motherfuckers. Hot dog. <laughs> okay, we're coming, hey, we're coming up on the hot dog eating what's his, oh, mate, July 4th. What's Kobe his, oh, Joe Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. <laughs> American hero. Joe. He There's still a, doesn't even believe he exists. No, dead set. Dead set. There's an ESPN 30 for 30 coming out. I'm pretty sure it airs next week about the uh, uh, Nathan's, Nathan's hot dogs. Fantastic. Timbo's taken the lead five to four up to question number eight. Just three questions to go, which means unfortunately there can still be a tie. <laughs> question number eight. You know, we, 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 it's contrived it's, every week. It is, I think. <laughs> question number eight, beginning that the, sorry, beginning the day before, so June 16th at Oakmont Country Club, the 1994 US Open is notable for Ernie L's first major win and this legend's final US Open. Tim. Timbo. Jack Nicholas. Incorrect, Timbo. Fabian for the steal. Gary Player. Incorrect, Fabian. Arnold Palmer. I was going to say, it's got to be Arnold Palmer. Mrs. Arnold. Mrs. Palmer. <laughs> you know what the beautiful thing is here? We're not going to have a tie break. I don't think we can have a tie <laughs> unless you two both screw up the last two questions. There is What's still the a scenario. Timbo leads five, uh, six to five. Okay. Six to five. Question number nine. Give me this one, Tim. The 1994 World Cup opening ceremony took place that day in Chicago, during which this superstar famously missed a penalty. Bear in mind there was no game. It's a very famous moment at this World Cup. A superstar missed a penalty at a, and there was no game. Mm-hmm. Tim. Tim. Palais. Incorrect, Fabian for the steal. This superstar. It might be Muhammad Ali. <laughs> he would never miss. <laughs> He's the greatest cross sport athlete of all time. Had the shakes, Jim there. Ryan. Fuck. Jim if, Thorpe, sorry. If not you Jim fuck Ryan. this up, we could still go to a tie break. I don't have another question. Yeah. Famous moment in the, in the 1994 World Cup. Opened and closed with a missed penalty. Famous moment. You're going to kick yourself when I tell you. You give up? <laughs> Tick. You buzzed out because you got no idea. Diana, Diana Ross. Uh, you never seen that? No. In the opening ceremony, who has an opening ceremony where there was no gameplay? In the opening ceremony, she runs up, and the idea was she was meant to kick the ball and the into the goal, and it's the first goal pitch first pitch type, and the goal yeah. would separate. No, it was during like a dance musical number, and the goal separates, and she would run through the goal and continue the dance number. It's a very famous moment during and the World Cup. She missed it. She missed. She hit the ball, missed the goal completely. 
did it start a chain reaction? No, the goals are still open and they continued oh, okay. on like nothing happened. All right, Tim, you've got to get this right because <laughs> fucking hell. Now we're going to a tie break. <laughs> Question number 10. OJ Simpson made this number famous. I'll just start thinking of another question. I'm waiting. <laughs> well, I am up six to five, so if none of us get it right, that is true. I'm safe. You got to swing for this one, Fab. Come on, you got to go for it. I'm thinking. The juice. Yeah, I know. Applied just... his trade. I'm pretty sure he wore this college and his as well as his NFL career. Bear in mind, this is a Hall of Fame career before it all went tragically wrong for the juice. Tim. Tim, give it to me. Come on, win it. 32. Correct. Timbo wins the quiz. 32. Orenthal, James, Simpson, the Juice, wore the number 32. It had to be somewhere between about 25 and 34. If you would have focused the questions more around yes. lethal weapon. Not lethal weapon. Um, it's a hat trick. It is a hat trick of it's wins for Tim. Oh, fucking hell. It's, it's like movie? shooting fish in a barrel. The naked gun. The naked gun. Well, that didn't. He didn't film the naked gun on June seventeenth, nineteen ninety. What was it? June seventeenth. June, June. So there we go. Timbo claims the quiz by a score of seven to five. Seven. He's pinned documentary about that day. That's yeah. what I watched yesterday. It's Get called the... June seventeen, yeah, two thousand and nine. There was no earthquake. No, that you're thinking. No, that's another one. It's a different yeah. ESPN. It was the Bay. Series. It was the Bay World Series with the A's and the. Yeah, and, and it's the... on the fault line. I, and I can't remember something. Yeah, something else happened. Something else but happened, anyway, though. Timbo you took was the, that the one where one of the they had the World Series and the bloke was bleeding through his no sock that was and all um, that sort of stuff? no that was the ALCS in two thousand and four that was Kurt Schilling yes he was uh, pitching against the Yankees and he and something else happened that day too was there an earthquake that day I don't think so no okay but Schilling's bloody sock in Red Sox folklore yes so there we go Timbo's claimed the quiz for a third week in a row bullshit. Fab's got to bounce back. I think it's been a good chat. Uh, we're going to do a Carlton special, which will air uh, separately. If you want to just listen to that, you can. Um, but that'll be on the channel as well. So we'll go on and do that now. For Fabian, thank you very much for joining us. Arrivederci, ragazzi. For Timbo, thank you very much I'll for I'll see you soon us. anyway. Yeah, well, we're going to stay sitting here. We're just going to change the tape over. Uh, and for me, Timbo, are you going to say goodbye? Always. Three times a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. <laughs> Once. Twice. Three times a pleasure. Three times a pleasure. <laughs> it's a classic uh, Lionel Richie song. <laughs> for me, Sean P. Much. Thank you very much. Red moon rising, three on the Cuyahoga River, rolling into Cleveland to the lake. There's a red moon rising on the Cuyahoga River. Rolling in the Cleveland to the lake There's an oil barge winding Down the Cuyahoga River Rolling in the Cleveland to the lake There's an oil barge winding Down the Cuyahoga River Rolling in the Cleveland to the lake Cleveland city of light, city of magic Cleveland city of light, you're calling me Cleveland
Burn on, big river, burn on. 